الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد إن شاء الله تعالى we're going to resume the explanation of the kitab صفة صلاة النبي by شيخ العلامة محمد بن صالح بن عثيمين رحمه الله تعالى نعم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأفضل السلام وتم التسليم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين قال المؤلف رحمه الله أما البسملة فهي آية في كتاب الله ولكنها ليست آية من كل سورة بل هي آية مستقلة يؤتى بها في كل سورة سوى سورة, الب... سورة براءة فإنه ليس فيها بسملة وليس فيها بدل خلافا لما يوجد في بعض المصاحف يكتب على الهامش عند ابتداء براءة أعوذ بالله من النار ومن كيد الفجار ومن غضب الجبار العزة لله ولرسوله وللمؤمنين وهذا خطأ ليس بالصواب فهي ليس فيها بسملة وليس فيها شيء يدل على البسملة The author رحمه الله after explaining to us uh, that the basmala is not <coughs> um, is not part of Surah Al-Fatiha. He pointed out that the basmala is an ayah from the book of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. The reason to that is because the Sahabas they unanimously agreed amongst themselves that they're not going to write in the Mus'haf except that which is a Quran. That's what they agreed on. The Sahabas unanimously. That nothing is written in the Quran unless it's what, unless it's a, uh, unless it's a, uh, a Quran, okay. Uh, so that's why the Basmala is an ayah from the Book of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And everyone who came after that uh, treaded on that path. Either they wrote it because it's a sunnah tawqifiyah madiyah, it's a sunnah that was previously done because the uh, Sahabas unanimously agreed upon it or the Prophet instructed them to write it and that's why uh, it's written in there. Muhammad al-Aqib al-Shabqitiyu in his kitab Kashful al-Ama he says رسم الكتاب سنة متبعة كما نحى أهل المناحي الأربعة لأنه إما بأمر المصطفى أو باجتماع الراشدين الخلفاء and it's one of the two it's either the Prophet ﷺ commanded it to be written there and you're taking it because of that and from that angle is a sunnah توقيفية ماضية or it's because it is اجتماع الراشدين الخلفاء the Sahabas unanimously agreed upon placing it in here okay um, the Sahabas unanimously agreed upon, all, all of them, when Uthman writ it and put, put, it, put it together and sent it to the Ansar, no one dis- disagreed with him. Okay? Uh, in writing the Basmala at the beginning of every surah, that's something all Sahabas. There's not anyone who read the Quran and said, Uthman, because the Sahabas would never watch each other in wrong. No Sahabi said, Umar, uh, Uthman, what are you doing? This is not right. Take this basmala out. Why are you putting it in front of every surah? And they all agreed that it shouldn't be put before surah to Bara'ah, surah to Tawbah. Uh, that it's not an ayah from it. They also agree upon that. Okay? And they also agree that it's an ayah in surah to Naml. They also agree on that issue. Uh, As the Sheikh then points out, as you find in some of the old Mus'hafs, the old Mus'hafs by some people who wrote it, by writing A'udhu Billahi Min An-Nar Min Fujar and all of that, the Sheikh mentions that this has no foundation, uh, no basis from the Prophet it's not from the Sahabas, it's not from anyone who preceded. And as we said before, وَالْقِرَاءَةُ سُمُنَّةٌ مُتَّبَعَةٌ Whatever is written in the Mus'haf, whatever is recited, it's a sunnah followed from the Prophet فإذا انتهى من الفاتحة يقول آمين 
ومعناها اللهم استجب فهي اسم فعل آمر بمعنى استجب فهي اسم فعل أمر فهي اسم فعل أمر بمعنى استجب الشيخ رحمه الله هي point out um, the sunnah of reciting Surah Al-Fatiha okay whether you're the Imam or whether the, you're, you're, you're led by an Imam whether you're praying by yourself whether you're praying in a jama'ah it doesn't matter okay you say Ameen okay and it, Ameen means Oh Allah accept Yani because the ending of Surah Al-Fatiha, what did he say? غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ إِسَرْ صَلَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Oh Allah, guide me on the straight path. And then you explain what path is that you want, the path of those you are pleased with, and not the paths of those who you are angered, you're angry with. And that your wrath, you've sent your wrath on, onto. So when you say that dua, you conclude it by saying, Ameen. And Ameen is Allahumma, Allahumma istajib. Oh Allah, accept it. So it's the ending of that dua that you made. Um, write this down, brothers and sisters, because it's a benefit, inshallah ta'ala, you could, in the Kareem, benefit from. When it comes to Surah Al-Fatiha, there are four sunnas, two before it and two after it. Surah Al-Fatiha is connected to four sunan, two before it and two after it. The two before it we mentioned is the recitation or the reciting of or making the dua al istiftah, number one. Okay? Sorry, three before it and one sunnah after it, sorry. So the three before it and one after it. The first one we mentioned is dua al istiftah, the dua al istiftah that you make. The second one is the isti'adah by saying a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim and the third one is the basmala by saying bismillahi bismillahir rahmanir rahim and the last the fourth one which is a sunnah that happens after it is by saying amin okay so if you enter into a salah where the shaykh or the imam is reciting loudly and he's writing is reciting a surah and you're praying behind him that which is correct is that you yourself has to have to also read Surah Al-Fatiha. Okay? So, you enter a Salah. Salah is Jahriya. Yani Jahriya means it's either Maghrib or it's uh, Isha or it's Fajr, one of the three. These are called Salah Jahriya. And the Imam is reciting uh, a surah. And you're praying behind him. What do you have to do? You have to recite Surah Al-Fatiha, right? Can you come with all of those sunan? Pay attention here. I came into the masjid. And then I, I came in and Imam is reciting uh, a place in the Quran. He's in Surah, he's reading the Quran. So I said, Allahu Akbar. I'm going to now read what? What am I going to do? You don't do all of those four sunan. You ignore all the sunan. Because listening to the Imam is wajib. And these four are what? All of these four are sunan. So these four are wajib. You can't drop a wajib except with another wajib. So the sunnan, these are four sunnan. So you don't do dua al-istiftah now. When you come in and the shaykh is reciting somewhere in the Quran, you do not read dua al-istiftah. You don't say, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem. You don't say, Bismillah Rahman Rahim. You don't say, Ameen. You just stick to Surah Al-Fatiha. That's it. That's the only thing you're, 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 you're allowed to read because it's wajib. Okay? That's what you read. Uh, the qaida is As-sunnah la tushghilu anil wa'an wajib. The sunnah 
يعني لا لا تشغل عن واجب it shouldn't preoccupy you from a wajib it makes sense no. ثم يقرأ بعد ذلك سورة ينبغي أن تكون في المغرب غالبا بقصار المفصل وفي الفجر بطوال المفصل وفي الباقي بأوصاته والمفصل أوله قاف وآخره قل أعوذ برب الناس وسمي مفصلا لكثرة فواصله وطوال المفصل من قاف إلى عم وأوصاته من عم إلى الضحى وقصاره من الضحى إلى آخر القرآن ولا بأس بل من السنة أن يقرأ الإنسان بطوال المفصل فقد صح عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه قرأ في المغرب بالطور والمرسلات رواه البخاري ومسلم The author رحمه الله after he mentioned reciting Surah Al-Fatiha he mentioned what is legislated, what is recommended that which is recommended brothers and sisters is that the person recites a surah okay the Prophet the overwhelming majority of his recitations were the Messenger وسلم, recitation if it was Maghrib, he would recite the Qisar al-Mufassal. We're going to come to what Qisar al-Mufassal is. Qisar al-Mufassal is from Surah al-Duha to Surah al-Nas. We're going to come to all of that, inshallah ta'ala. And what does the awsatuhu uh, mean and the tiwal uh, al-Mufassal? We'll take all of that, inshallah ta'ala. But the Prophet وسلم, recitation, it revolved around the Mufassal. Generally speaking, alayhi salatu wasalam. Brothers and sisters, please pay attention to this. Please pay attention to the. If you're a hafiz and you're a person who's memorized the Quran, it's not what the Prophet used to do, which is to read the middle of a surah. That wasn't common about the Prophet. The Prophet loved finishing surahs, beginning to end. So pick the small surahs. Listen and pay attention to this. Um, the scholars, of course, they differ amongst themselves. What is the, يعني, the mufassal? They dispute amongst themselves. That which, inshallah ta'ala, I in lean to and I am more inclined to is that the mufassal uh, is uh, starting from Surah Al-Qaf. And the view that says it's Surah Al-Hujurat is a very weak view. It starts from what? It starts from Surah Al-Qaf. So let's divide the Mufassal into three types, which the scholar Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin mentioned here, and it's how the Prophet's prayers were like. So the first one we have, we have one is known as Tiwalul Mufassal. The first one is called, so the Mufassal is three types. By the way, why is it, by the way, why is it called Mufassal? Because it comes from the word Fasl, I'm a Fasl. It's because these ayat are very short, so they, they cut up. Whereas when you go above, it gets longer. Ayats become a bit longer. But before that, they're very short verses, right? That's why they're called. They're close to each other, right? So the Mufassal is three types. There's the Tiwalul Mufassal, which is the lengthy Mufassal. And that starts from Surah Al-Qaf and it goes up to Surah Amma. Surah Al-Naba. That's called Tiwal Al-Mufassal. And as I mentioned to you, that is what the Prophet ﷺ used to recite in, ﷺ, generally speaking, from Qaf up to Surah Al-Naba. The Prophet generally used to read that type in the Surah Salat Al-Fajr. Salat Al-Fajr was the Tiwal Al-Mufassal. Tiwal Al-Mufassal is Surah Al-Qaf ila Surah Al-Naba. Then we have awsat, awsatuhu. We have the middle. The awsat starts from Surah Al-Naba' uh, and it goes up to Surah Al-Duha. Surah Al-Naba' to where? To Surah Al-Duha. To Surah Al-Duha. That's the middle. And that's what the Prophet ﷺ used to lead 
all of his other prayers other than Maghrib and Fajr. Other than Maghrib and Fajr, the Prophet used to recite والسلام, uh, the Awsat. So for example, Isha, Isha, read from Naba up to Duha. Okay? If you want to go a bit too, go as far as to Nazi'at and Ya and, 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 and Abasa and Takweer. You can go there inshallah if you want to. The third type is called the Qisarul Mufassal. It's called the what? It's called the Qisarul Mufassal. The Qisaru Al Mufassal. The Qisarul Mufassal is from Surah Al Duha to Surah Al Nas. Okay, to Surah Al Nas. The Qisarul Mufassal was what the Prophet Salatul Maghrib was. Maghrib was from Surah Al Duha to Surah Al Nas. So if people tell you to lead, if people tell you to lead uh, Salatul Maghrib, use the Qisarul Mufassal. Okay. Uh, the poet he combined all of them. He said, "Mufassal al-Quran fabdaanhu min qafin ila al-naba fa'awwal wukniz fa'awwal fa'awwal nuzukin wa awsatun ila al-duha intihauhu thamma al-qisaru baadha kitamuhu." Nam. Fabadha an yqra al-surat ma' al-Fatiha yirfa' yadihi mukabbiran liyarka'a wa yadha yadini ala al-rukbatini mufarrajatay al-asabi. ويجافي عضديه عن جنبيه ويسوي ظهره برأسه فلا يقوسه قالت آيشة رضي الله عنها كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا ركع لم يشخص رأسه ولم يصوبه ولكن بين ذلك رواه أحمد ومسلم وأبو داود. So when the person recites a surah after Fatiha. The person gets ready to go to Ruku'ah. The person goes towards uh, Ruku'ah. And that is by the person raising their hands in the two places that we mentioned. Either the shoulders, which is Hadwa Mankibayi Sah, shoulders, or Ila Furu'i Udunayhi, by going to as far as your ears without touching your earlobes. Okay? Then the person he does. He does the takbir and then he goes towards ruku'ah. The person places yada'u al-yadayni ala al-rukbatayni. The person takes his two hands and he places it on his, knee, on his knees. كَأَنَّهُ قَابِضٌ عَلَيْهِمَا As though he's digging into it and he's holding onto it. And when the person does that, brothers and sisters, he should separate his fingers from one another. Don't bring your fingers together when you're holding your knees. Actually separate it. Separate your your fingers, يُفَرِّجُ أَصَابِعَهُ The Prophet, he would separate his fingers عَلَيْهِ صَلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ وَيُجَافِ عَضُدَيْهِ عَنْ جَنْبَيْهِ Also, the Prophet ﷺ, his arms would not be stuck to his side. Some people, they grab their knees like that and they do it like that. No. Take your, arm, your arms out from your sides and give space. The Prophet, that's what he would do, alayhi salatu The only time you shouldn't, of course, spread yourself out is uh, if there is يعني, people right next to you, you're in a line, then of course you don't want to cause uh, discomfort to the people uh, around you. So at that moment, of course, you're going to observe uh, the, the, the people praying beside you. But if you're by yourself, then what you need to do is you spread your arms out. That's what the Prophet, sallallahu um, that's what the Shaykh Rahimahullah mentions. Mufarraj, he said, Mufarrajat hayl asabi wa yujafi adudayhi an jambayhi wa yusawi dhahrahu biraksihi fala yuqawis. And brothers and sisters, the person, brothers and sisters, is commanded uh, for them to pray exactly how the Prophet ﷺ prayed. As we mentioned, the person يسوي The person he straightens his back. So you don't يعني فلا يقوس The word قوسه comes from the word قوس. قوس is when you it's the bow. Okay. 
So the, in other words, the person doesn't arch their back. So the person's back doesn't become like that. The back needs to be straight, not like that. Straight. Okay? Uh, and the way that the back can be arched, or what causes the back to be arched, is if you tuck your head in. If you tuck your head in, generally speaking, your back does tend to arch. But if you keep your head straight, okay, if you keep your head straight, the back also is, uh, is straight, okay? Uh, also, don't raise your head up. Some people tend to do. Don't raise your head up too far like that. Then that hap what happens is that you, you put your back too back too in, which is also wrong. Okay. And also, don't put tuck your head in too much. All of that is khilafa. It's in opposition to Sunnah Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which is found in the Hadith of Aisha. And it is narrated in Sahih Muslim. Naam. ويقول سبحان ربي العظيم رواه أبو داود ويكررها ثلاث مرات. رواه أحمد أبو داود ها. رواه رواه أحمد وأبو داود ويكررها ثلاث مرات. So the person in their ruku' they say سبحان ربي العظيم. That which has been transmitted from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. Is that the person says Subhana Rabbi al Azim. Okay? Brothers and sisters, it has not been authentically transmitted from the Prophet at that particular position. Okay? Um, two things which a lot of the Fuqaha mentioned. If you read books of fiqh, two things that a lot of the Fuqaha mentioned, there's no evidences for it. Okay? The increasing of the wabihamdi at the end. Okay? Subhana Rabbi al Azim wabihamdi. That ziyada of wabihamdihi has not been transmitted authentically from the Prophet. And all of them are da'ifatul la tathbut. Okay? That's number one. A lot of the fuqaha mention it. The second one, the second thing that a lot of people do here is the repetition three times. The repetition of it three times. It hasn't been transmitted from the Prophet that he restricted it to three times. Imam Ibn al Qayyim he rejected that. So what do you do then? Come with it as much as you want. Why restrict it to three? A lot of people, they stay in that position and they say it three times only, three times. Just say, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. Keep saying it. Uh, you can say it three times, you can say it twice, you can say it as much as you want. Right now. ويقول أيضا سبحانك اللهم ربنا وبحمدك اللهم اغفر لي رواه البخاري. so again this is a قصور on the side like قصور mean he's fallen short شيخ محمد بن صالح العلامة محمد بن صالح ذيمين رحمه الله رحمة واسعة وأسكنه الله فسيح جناتي. he's there's a قصور here there's a deficiency. he said رواه البخاري the حديث بخاري and مسلم both narrated it. and if a حديث is in بخاري and مسلم should generally mention it together. Yes, if it's in Bukhari and Muslim, there's no need to mention anyone else. And if it's Hadith Sahihain, you don't have to mention the other Qutubs. That's it. Like if it's in, if it's in uh, one of them, okay, uh, you, if it's in both of them and you haven't mentioned one, you've left the best version because the best Hadith is what? Matafaq Ali Shaykhan, what Bukhari and Muslim both agreed on. So uh, it's, it's a must. أن يعزى إلى كتاب إلى كتاب إلى الكتابين معاً يعني تمست الحديث يتشبيته بوث بوث of the books so the hadith is سبحانك اللهم ربنا وبحمدك اللهم اغفر لي is narrated by Bukhari and also Muslim نعم ويقول أيضاً سبوح قدوس رب الملائكة والروح رواه أحمد ومسلم وأبو داود والنسائي so 
this dhikr is it's authentically transmitted from the Prophet ﷺ to say in the ruku'ah. And there are two ways of saying it. يعني, there are two dhabt of saying it. The first one is Fathusini wal Qaf. You place a fatha on the seen and the qaf. Uh, so you say sa 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 sabuhun kadusun. So you place a fatha on the seen and a fatha on the qaf. Rabbul malaikati wal ruh. You can say that, no problem. You can also do dhammu seen wal qaf. So you can say subuhun kadusun rabbul malaikati wal ruh. So it's permissible for you to do it. Yani both of them you can say. You can say subuhun. I generally say that one. Subuhun kudusun. That's what you say. Rabbul malaikati wal ruh. You can also say subuhun kudusun. Rabbul malaikati wal ruh. Both of those dubbed. Those both of those forms of articulation are both. Good, they're both fine. You can say in both of those ways, inshallah ta'ala. And this is based on the hadith of Sahih Muslim, okay, uh, which is, uh, The Prophet said, when you're in the ruku' then glorify Allah. Fa'adhimu, the Prophet said. Glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hadith al-imam Muslim narrated it. Naam. Thumma yarfa'u ra'sahu qailan sami'allahu liman hamidah rawahu al-Bukhari wa Muslim rafi'an yadayhi ila hadbi man kibayhi aw ila furu'i udhunayhi. So, if the person finishes the ruku', it is legislated for the Muslim to raise your head. And whilst he's raising his head, okay, he combines between the speech and the action. He says, Sami Allahu liman hamidah. Then he raises his hands. And he, he could say, so he can say and the raising of the hands together if he wants to or he could get up and then raise his hands after the get up and say it and then raise his hands he can say it in those ways yani brothers and sisters so far we've taken three places where you raise your hands yani the concept of we've taken it in how many places three places the first one is the takbiratul ihram when you started the prayer. Allahu Akbar. That's it's called halu istiftah salah. It's when you're starting the prayer. This this one is known as takbiratul ihram. Okay. Um, the second one is halil hawiyyi ila ruku'. The second one is when, when you finish your recitation and you want to go towards ruku'. You read Fatiha, you read the Surah after it, and you're going towards Ruku', you're descending down to the Ruku', you make your, you raise your hands there as well. And the third one is Halul Raf'i Min Al Ruku', when you get up from the Ruku', when you get up from the Ruku', you raise your hands. Okay? Now, so that's. There's three we've taken. Uh, so far, that's what we've taken. وَيَضْعُ يَدَهُ الْيُمْنَ عَلَى ذِرَاعِهِ الْيُسْرَى فِي هَذِ الْقِيَامِ لِقَوْلِ سَهْلِ بْنِ سَعْدِ كَانَ النَّاسُ يُؤْمَرُونَ أَنْ يَضْعَ الرَّجُلُ يَدَهُ الْيُمْنَ عَلَى ذِرَاعِهِ الْيُسْرَى فِي الصَّلَةِ رَوَاهُ أَحْمَدُ وَالْبُخَارِ وَهَذَا عَامٌ يُسْتَثْنَى مِنْهُ السُّجُودُ وَالْجُلُوسُ وَالرُّكُوعُ so, the 
والركوع على الركبتين فيبقى القيام الذي قبل الركوع والذي بعده داخلا في عموم قوله في الصلاة So if the person raises from their ruku' you got up from your ruku' where is your hands going to be? This is the question now. You got up from your ruku' you're standing up where do you put your hands? The scholars, they, this is what they say they say, أَيَقْبِضُهُمَا Does he grab them both? أَمْ يُرْسِلُهُمَا Or does he let them both go? This is, the, this is the discussion. And there are two views for the people of knowledge regarding this matter. Okay? That which seems apparent from the two views. So do you grab the hands after the ruku? Or do you let it go? وَالْأَظْهَرَ That which seems apparent. Wallahu alam is an al-akraba ila sunnati that which is closest to the sunnah is irsalul yadain, letting the hands on the sides like that. Without grabbing, without doing this. But what about what the Shaykh mentioned here? The hadith of Sahl ibn Sa'ad al-Sa'idi. Can a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam amakana nasu yu'maruna an yada'a rajulu yadahu al-yumna ala dhira'ahi al-yusra fi salah? The hadith of Imam Ahmed and uh, Imam al-Bukhari narrated it, that the Prophet Sa'ad ibn Sa'ad says that the people were commanded to place their hands, or the men were, and of course the women fall under that as well, they were commanded to place their hands uh, on top of each other when they're in the prayer. So Shaykh ibn Uthaymeen is saying this is general, and the only exceptions that we can find is ruku', okay, sujood, yani. Uh, those places you don't place, you, you, there's no you know, any placing your hands on your chest at all because you're on the ground uh, when you're doing uh, sujood, your hands are on the ground and when you're sitting, your hands are on your thighs and when you're doing ruku', your hands are on your knees. So he said, there's a, there's an exception. But, so if the, there's an exception, it means the rest of the situation, your hands have to be on your chest, that's what, the, that's what he said. So the response to Sheikh ibn Uthaymeen in this issue is the hadith of Sahal ibn Sa'ad al-Sa'idi لَيْسَ مِنْ قَبِيلِ الْعَامِ It's not عام. Sheikh said it's عام, but it's not عام. It's actually mutlaq. It's actually mutlaq. And there's a difference between عام and mutlaq. There's a difference between عام and mutlaq. We took it in usul al-fiqh. عام is يَسْتَغْرِقُ جَمِيعَ أَفْرَادِ الْجِنْسِ دُفْعَةً وَاحِدًا Am is what it encompasses, yani, it encompasses this entire thing in its totality. Okay? Like in mutlaq, it's not ala wajhi, ala wajhi al-istighraq, it's ala wajhi al-badal, as Usuli mentioned. Yani, fa'inu yastaghriqu jami'a afradi al-jinsi ala wajhi al-badal. Okay? We expanded on this in more details, inshallah ta'ala, in the Kitab al-Waraqat, you can go there. I don't want to keep repeating points, inshallah ta'ala. So the, the issue of placing your hands on, your ch- on top of each other, okay, in the hadith of Sahal Sa'ad al-Sa'adi, is, is mutlaq and it's not, it's not am. Okay? So that's one correction. That's not the first point that we need to explain. It's not actually am, it's min qabil al-mutlaq. Okay. The benefit that that have has is, if it's mutlaq, it allows us, okay, to distinguish between the two types of qiyam. The first qiyam that the, the person stands, which is the when the start salah starts. And the second type of qiyam, which is the one that's after the ruku'ah. Mutlaq and am have a different dealing with that. The first qiyam is different from the second qiyam in many factors. To make it the same is, is incorrect. So the point number one, 
Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin said min qabilil am we said no it's min qabilil mutlaq that's number one right number two the first qiyam is different from the second qiyam how how is it different the first qiyam there's qira'atul quran recitation of the quran in there is suratul fatiha which is ruqan Okay. It's a mahalul qira'ah. It's Fatiha's read in there. The second one, like in there, isn't. No, we say Quran. And the Prophet, alayhi salatu wasalam, in the salah, we were told, like the hadith of Wa'il ibn Hujrin. When the Prophet mentioned that the person who get up, gets up from the Ruku' or the Prophet got up from the Ruku' at that moment there was no mention that he put his hand on his chest Not one of the narrations mentioned it that he did Okay And again the matter is yeah, there's no hardship in the matter if anyone wants to do both, it's fine, you can do it, inshallah ta'ala. It's just a mas'ala khilafiyya ijtihadiyya. Okay? Saying that this is an innovation, it's not right. No one from the ulama ever said that this is a bid'ah. We've just recently seen Shaykh Al-Albani, rahimahullah, rahmatan wa a great scholar. He said that it was an innovation. He said it's a bid'atun baziyah. So we don't we don't agree with Sheikh Albani that it's a bid'ah. No, it's not. It's a mas'ali ijtihadi, valid difference of opinion. So if a person wants to, as Imam Ahmad used to say, rahimahullah, he said, insha'a qabat, if the person wants to grab it, he can grab it, insha'a arsal, and if he wants to, he can let it go. And that which we, I'm inclined to is the view of Sheikh al-Bari from the perspective is that letting it, glo- letting, it gr- letting it go is closer to the Sunnah. Okay. But if you're in a land, for example, and they, they do, they do qabd of the hand on their chest, and they might look at you in a certain way and it might cause some issues here or there, then inshallah ta'ala just grab onto it hold onto it inshallah ta'ala and if there's going to come people are going to think bad of you in the prayer then grab onto it inshallah ta'ala and one of the things that we lack a lot of us is usul al-fahmi an al-hakim having yani good understanding of the foundations of the religion yani sometimes you can leave a sunnah Sometimes you can leave a sunnah. Why? To unite the people's hearts. Many scholars pointed that out. One of them is Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah rahmatan wasi'ah. And this is min usul al-fahmi an al-shar' al-hakim. Anna sunana yushra'u tarkuha. The sunnah can sometimes be left. Ida kana fi dhalika ta'lifun lil-qulub. If you're trying to bring the people's hearts together, you're trying to bring their hearts together, this issue is a sunnah, it's not wajib. Leave it, labas. We, we just mentioned saying ameen is a what? It's a sunnah. So if I'm praying in a masjid Hanafiya and they don't do jahr with the, uh, the ameen, they don't say it loud. I won't say it loud. Disgust. Why? Ta'leefu lil qulub. And this is something we sometimes lose out and we don't realize that it's, it's, it's some, something that's done in the deen. And, um, and again, I said something which is a sunnah, not something which is wajib. You don't leave wajib for anybody. Or you don't do haram for anybody. And, um,
يقول هذا مرة وهذا مرة وهذه قاعدة ينبغي لطالب العلم أن يفهمها أن العبادات إذا وردت على وجوه متنوعة فإنها تفعل على هذه الوجوه على هذه مرة وعلى هذه مرة وفي ذلك ثلاث فوائد الفائدة الأولى الإتيان بالسنة على جميع وجوهها والفائدة الثانية حفظ السنة لأنك لو أهملت إحدى الصفتين نسيت ولم تحفظ الفائدة الثالثة ألا يكون فعل الإنسان لهذه السنة على سبيل العادة لأن كثيرا من الناس إذا أخذ بسنة واحدة صار يفعلها على سبيل العادة ولا يستحضرها ولكن إذا كان يعود نفسه أن يقول هذه مرة هذا مرة وهذا مرة صار منتبها للسنة so. The Sheikh Rahimahullah mentions um, it's called the Sifatul Arba'ah, the four Sifat, the four forms that are transmitted from the Prophet all of them which are authentic, okay? Uh, that the person says, Rabbana laka alhamd, without saying Allahumma, and without saying the wow. The second one is that the person, he says, Rabbana walaka alhamd, so he says the wow, but he doesn't say Allahumma. The third one is to say Allahumma Rabbana Lak Alhamd. So he says the Allahumma, but he doesn't mention the wow. And the fourth form is he says Allahumma Rabbana Walak Alhamd uh, by mentioning the Allahumma and the wow. He says it all. Um, and those are different wordings that have come. Bukhari, Muslim, Sahihain, and all of them have all come. So all of them are thabita and in Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Also, the Sheikh Rahimahullah pointed something we spoke about, which is Al-Sunan Al-Muta'addida. Al-Sunnah, that's يعني, different forms it comes in. Okay? And in Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Fi mahallin wahidin yunawwa'u fi, yunawwa'u baynaha. If there's one, يعني, Sunnah in one act, then you can stick to just that one Sunnah. But if there's many Sunan that have come from the Prophet Alaihi Salatu Wasallam, Try to implement all of this, all of the sunan. Okay. Also, the Sheikh Rahimahullah um, he mentions that the sunan, the different types of sunan, in one place, tuf'alu bitanawub. You do it by variation. Fataratan taf'alu sunnah, and wataratan taf'alu sunnah. Sometimes you do this sunnah, sometimes you do that sunnah. He mentions it, and the Sheikh mentions benefits for it. Three benefits. Uh, by doing the sunnah by a tanawub the first one is the first benefit is that you would be basically praying your salah in the way that the prophet prayed it in his form his completest form right yeah and the prophet said what did he pray with all of these different duas or these different akars so you end up praying the way that the prophet prayed by doing all of it does that make sense but if someone just picks one of them he hasn't done another form that the Prophet has done, so he's deficient. That's the first benefit. The second benefit is that you're safeguarding the Sunnah. Okay? لِأَنَّكَ لَوْ أَهْمَلْتَ إِحْدَى الصِّفَتَيْنِ If you kind of leave off a certain form, what happens? Uh, you forget it. You, 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 I mean, the ways to memorize things uh, is what? It's to act upon it. وَلِذَلِكَ لِلسَّلَفِ رَحِمَهُمُ اللَّهِ يَسْتَعِينُونَ عَلَى حِفْظِ الْعِلْمِ بِالْعَمَلِ As it was mentioned from Ibrahim ibn Ismail and uh, his, his student, وَكِعْ مِنُ جَرَّاحَ الرُّؤَاسِ and others, they mentioned that. يعني كُنَّا نَسْتَعِينُ عَلَى حِفْظِ الْحَدِيثِ بِالْعَمَلِ بِهِ يعني The ways that we used to safeguard a narration was to act upon it. So by acting upon all these different, you memorize it, you won't forget it. Uh, number three, the third benefit he mentions is uh, you kind of bring back khushur to your prayer. You, it doesn't become a, a reflex and يعني, a custom, just the norms. and just, oh, well, It becomes, yeah, today I'm going to read this one. Tomorrow I'm going to read that one. Later I'm going to pray that one. You're, you're alert. You're kind of, يعني, you're energizing and rejuvenating your ibadat. 
So it gives you istihdar. It allows you to be firm and present uh, whilst you uh, whilst you read uh, your uh, adhkar and whilst you're in the salah. Okay. So I'm going to take your questions, inshaAllah ta'ala. Bidnillah al-Kareem. Does anyone have any questions, inshaAllah ta'ala? Shall we write, should we write S-A-W when taking note after writing the Prophet's name every time? It's best to just say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam instead of saying S-A-W. Can we say meanings of some du'as in English in Salah? Avoid uh, speaking any other language whilst you're in the prayer. Pray each Salah in the Arabic language and do what the Prophet has said. Now. Ustad, may Allah reward you with khair. Ameen. All of us. Please explain the ruku' and the sujood for a person who is praying while sitting. So there's a, there's a v- series I did where I spoke about the salah of a person who is sitting on a chair. I mentioned all of the rulings. So you could go to my channel and you can find it there, inshallah ta'ala. I've explained it in great details, inshallah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum Ustad. What is the best books when it comes to the Prophet's prayer on Salah? Sheikh Muhammad ibn Salih al-Uthaymeen, his kitab is good. Also Sheikh Muhammad Nasruddin al-Albani, I think his kitab is the best. Sheikh Albani rahimahullah's kitab is really good. And again there is some things you might agree with him and disagree with him. Like in his kitab, Sifu Salatin Nabi is a, it's an amazing book. It's an amazing, it's an amazing book. Is it better to study fiqh through a madhab or go through Ahl al-Hadith way in learning it like studying through Subul al-Salam? It's easier to go through a madhab without blind following, with honoring and glorifying the evidences, the Quran and the Sunnah. Again, following uh, through a madhab is more easier to do. Yani Subul salam is an explanation on the kitab. On the kitab, Bulughul um, Maram in Adilat al Hakam by Muhammad Amir al Sana'ani. So the hadith are 
يعني scattered around right it's not organized for the student of knowledge like كتب المذاهب are organized they tell you what nullifies your prayer لكن بلوغ المرام one hadith will tell you here and another hadith will tell you here and another hadith will tell you over there so it's not easy for a student so if you study a text in a madhab and then you study بلوغ المرام now you have the evidences and you have the tasawwur from the كتب الفروع كتب المذاهبس whichever madhab it may be and you have the dalil inshallah ta'ala you have good insight whatever you agree with it you take it whatever you disagree you disagree there's two extremes brothers and sisters when it comes to the concept of tamadhub there is the concept of يعني التعصب المذهبي fanaticism towards madhab that's one extreme and there's this another extreme of just unrestrictedly open the doors of ijtihad for everybody so everyone's a mujtahid he can just look at the dalil himself uh, which is another extreme and there's a, I mean, the issues in the middle inshallah ta'ala Ustad, do you have a particular science you are most inclined to and enjoy the most? Yeah, I, I like hadith. I like ilm al-hadith. And I like science of hadith the most. I like reading it. I enjoy it a lot. But then whenever you read other sciences, it brings, it brings joy. They all complement one another. But I think Ilm al-Hadith is the best science that I love the most. Assalamu alaikum. I started seeking Islamic knowledge many years ago. But my passion went down what to do. First of all, ask Allah to increase your knowledge. وَقُلْ رَبِّ زِدْنِي عِلْمًا Oh Allah, increase me in knowledge. Beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah doesn't want you to attain knowledge and understanding of this religion, you're not going to attain it. It's Allah who can give it to you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلِذَلِكَ Shaykh Al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, they said whenever he was confused in a mas'ala, he couldn't understand it, it was causing him. He would say, يَا مُعَلِّمَ دَاوُودَ عَلِّمْنِي وَيَا مُفَهِّمَ سُلَيْمَانُ فَهِمْنِي The one who taught Dawood, teach me. The one who made Sulaiman understand, give me the understanding. And he mentioned that Allah will open doors for him. So supplication. Allah told us in the Quran, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبُ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانِ Allah is close to the person who asks. Allah is going to give it to you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second is, whatever knowledge Allah gives you, act upon it. Act upon it. Then, inshallah, more will be given to you. One of the reasons why people stop seeking knowledge is because they take on so much knowledge and they don't act upon it, so Allah doesn't give them more. First of all, act upon what was given to you. Also read this, yeah, the, the Seer Al-Aibatul Huda wa Masabih al-Duja. Read the biography of the great scholars of Islam, like Imam Abu Hanifa, wa Imam Malik, and Shafi, and Ahmed. Read the lives of these great scholars of Islam who came, Imam al-Bukhari and Muslim and Abi Dawood and Tirmidhi and Ibn Majah and Al-Nasai. Read their lives, Imam Ishaq ibn al-Rahuya, Ali ibn al-Madini, Abu Ubaid al-Qasim al-Sallam, Abu Zur'at al-Razi, Abu Hatim al-Razi. Read the lives of these people, then your aspiration will grow, inshaAllah ta'ala. The poet, he said, إِذَا تَدَاوَيْنَا بِذِكْرِكُمُ إِذَا مَرِضْنَا تَدَاوَيْنَا بِذِكْرِكُمُ وَنَتْرُكُ الذِّكْرَ حِيَالًا فَلِنْتَكِسُوا Sometimes our aspiration goes down when we feel sick. So we used your, your remembrance. Yeah, we study about you and we learn about, and that's when we come back to life again. Yeah. Okay. Assalamu alaikum. 
uh, I wanted to know how to attain Haya. There's a, there's a series I've done on the concept of Haya on my channel. You can go there, inshallah ta'ala. It's in great details. Okay. Assalamu alaikum Ustad. What's your opinion on Raf'ul Yadain and why do Hanafis not do it? The issue of Raf'ul Yadain, we've already spoken about it. There are four places where you raise your hands. It's authentically been transmitted from the Prophet. Authentically being transmitted from the Prophet. The Hanafiyyah, in simple terms, their usul that they are upon in usul al-fiqh is different from the usul of the jumhur, like the Marikiya and the Shafi'iyya and the Hanabila. They differ with us. Okay? So the us, the usul that they're applying here to oppose the hadiths are invalid, to be very honest and frank doesn't make them deviants or anything like that. It just makes their view very wrong. Okay? That's what in simple terms is. I don't want to get too technical, inshallah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Ustad, how do you balance time in solitude? Remembering Allah in the masjid, remaining silent, and being with family, giving them their rights if they aren't necessary, so necessarily practicing. That's very basic. It's easy. When you're with your family, you enjoy the time that you're with them. You laugh with them. You, you spend that quality time with them. And when you're out doing ibadah and you're praying, you focus on your ibadah and what you're doing. Of course, you don't overdo the ibadah on the expenses of your family. And you do not engage in your family where you leave off your ibadat. And that's why the Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi to Salman and Abu Darda, the Prophet said, As-sa'ah, as-sa'ah. Everything has... Give everyone their rights. Don't go overboard in what you're doing. Okay? Assalamu um, alaikum. Is it allowed for a married woman to upload videos on YouTube to give da'wah even though, though she is wearing hijab? It's something a woman should not do. She should stay away from it, inshallah ta'ala. Okay. I'm going to stop there, inshallah ta'ala. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and shaitan and Allah and his messenger are both free from it. Subhanak Allahumma bihamdi, ashadu an la ilaha illallah, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayhi.